The grind is defined as dreary, monotonous, or difficult labor, study, or routine. Since the dawn of civilization, humans have admired those who are able to transcend the perceived limits. While their gifts may seem otherworldly, they are actually the result of embracing the grind. Today, we will see those who have surpassed those limits, as well as those that make it possible. We will see what makes their artistry so unique. We will hear their distinctive approach to their respective grinds. We will find out, in their own words, what makes a champion. How y'all doing? It's your host, Jay. And welcome to the Art of the Grind Season 2. Quick story, this is actually my second recording of this episode. <laughs> Something happened, the audio files were essentially corrupted, and here we are, starting again. Hopefully this one goes through as it should. So, this episode is not going to contain... Too much content in terms of our usual offerings. This episode is more to set the expectations and the pace for season two. So I was very deliberate in when I started the Art of the Grind about what I wanted my approach to be. And I set out, I got some pretty solid equipment for myself, um, but I also got equipment that was mobile. I really, really wanted to put an emphasis on face-to-face -face interviews. And to date, that is all that we have recorded and uploaded. Now, there was one interview that wasn't face-to-face. -face. It was on the phone, but that one wasn't recorded. It was just for me. Got to speak to a personal hero. So that was a pretty cool thing to come out of this show. Um, hopefully, I can get them either face-to-face -face or on the phone, and we can get that individual here on season two. So, face-to-face -face interviews, I think there's a certain charm to them. I think it helps me bring something out of my guest and connect with people in a way that I couldn't normally. But I live in the DMV, and most of my guests live in the DMV too. So... Coordinating those schedules, sitting down with people, it's not an easy thing to do, not to deliver it on a certain timetable. Moving forward, while I'll always strive to get the in-person interviews, I'm going to be more open to using the technology that's available to me. So some of these interviews are going to be virtual or phone interviews recorded via Bluetooth, whatever the case may be, but they won't have quite what I get with the in-person interviews, but I still expect them to be quality interviews. Ultimately, the goal is to get people in, all sorts of people, to tell their stories, and sometimes that means being flexible and meeting them where I can. Next major change. In order to... Be consistent with content and put out the best content. 
I'm going to make a change on something that I've resisted up until this point. You may not know my background. Many of you probably don't. I am, I have been a coach. Uh, I managed a very successful boxing promotion. We're actually going to be working together again. There's some shows going on this year. I'm very excited for that. Um, they're getting bigger and better. Um, I've been a competitor myself. I've trained multiple martial arts and I've been fortunate enough to have knowledge across the board given to me by individuals that were fairly selfless with it. I didn't want to make the art of the grind about me or my opinions necessarily. I wanted to focus more on guests. So that's why I was hell-bent on only trying to land interviews, which I've still got plenty of interviews lined up. It's just a matter of making them happen and coordinating everyone's schedules. Someone made me realize that it was a little selfish of me to not share some of what I've been taught or what I've learned or a little more of how I see things outside of interviews. This season and future seasons, the format is going to be a bit different. We're going to speak about everything from history in the fight game um, across sports, you know, boxing, MMA, Muay Thai, Judo, Jiu Jitsu, even pro wrestling, because it all ties together in the fight game. Um, and how that happens, you'll see on the back end when we have one of those episodes. Um, we're going to discuss the nuances, the sanctioning bodies, how rules came to be. We're also going to look at pivotal figures, um, some perhaps controversial. We're going to look at their lives inside the ring, outside the ring, see the adversity they faced, the adversity they overcame. Um, we'll have some episodes where we give essentially round-by-round round breakdowns of the fights as they happened, sort of like you're back in the days of old, listening across the radio. Um, other episodes are going to be technical breakdowns, things that are happening, even the political and business side of the game. Um, not so much in... My opinion, although I'll be willing to share my opinion on things, but more just the facts of why certain things work the way they do, um, why certain rules are in place, what it means to be a sanctioning body, what an athletic commission does, the actual job of a ref within the confines of whatever sport they're in. Um, we're going to hit on all these things and more. I feel it's easy to get caught up in the rules without understanding them, to complain, to not agree with them. And I'm not saying there's a perfect rule set or that a person is wrong for necessarily having their opinion about a rule. But sometimes it helps if you just understand how it got there. And some rules are antiquated, and you'll see that as we get into the history. Some rules may serve a good point um, or purpose. That's neither here nor there. We're just trying to figure out how we got here, how to make the most of it, and basically what it means to grind and push through 
these rules, through barriers, through adversity, through everything you can to try and become you can. Another change that we're making is when I was interviewing previously, I wanted to focus more on people outside of active fighters, coaches, um, trainers, officials, even photographers, matchmakers, whatever the case may be. Uh, just because we felt, and people who had already fought and were close to retirement or were retiring, they'd already done their thing. Um, I just wanted to shine a light on people who don't necessarily get that light shown or shined on them. Um, but the fact of the matter is there's some pretty amazing people around me that are doing their best to make a run and chase their dreams. And, you know, it would be like missing an opportunity to have someone grow and go on to do something special and not have captured for the world what they were going through at that time. I mean, I've gotten a lot of those views. I've been behind the scenes for a lot of those conversations, but I think it's a special thing when those people can speak to everyone and we can preserve it and we can have it. So I will be interviewing young fighters and even journeymen um, who may not be champions, but are as dangerous as anyone on their best night. I uh, Some of my favorite fighters have been quote-unquote journeymen that on a good night could take out the best of them. And um, I, I think there's a lot to be said for those guys and a lot to learn. Um, it's not, fighting is a big beast and only one person can win. And there's a lot of people that don't, but there's a lot of valid knowledge and experiences and, and stories in those people. Um, I, I want us to be able to take from all of that to continue to learn and grow and see things differently. Um, initially, I'm going to stick to that first and 15th schedule that I had had at first. But as I start to build up content, as I get a nice stack going, I'm looking to transition to weekly releases as soon as possible. My standalone episodes containing me are generally going to be shorter. I'm trying to get them 30 to 45 minutes. I don't want you guys to only hear my voice and get bored with it. Um, I happen to love podcasts that retell stories of nights that give you details that kind of go into that narration of what went down, but I understand that may not be for everybody. Um, the current events we'll be touching on, uh, there's just so much going on in the fight game right now. Boxing had an insane year last year. Um, Japan's probably got the best fighter they've ever had in Naoya in a way. I think he's so inspirational. Crawford went and beat another legitimate world champion and made it look like Nothing. Um, Francis Ngano went up against a very, very talented heavyweight and debatably beat him, even though officially he lost. Um, there's a lot to talk about there. Now, if you're wondering why I mentioned boxing, no, it's not because this is becoming a boxing podcast. 
the theme of this season is how did we get here? What I mean by that is how did we get to the current state of these sports? Why is it that you can't put gauze on a certain way or you can only tape certain places? Why do these rules exist? And, and it sounds obvious. And in some cases, those things are obvious. But there's a reason that they got there. There was an event or something happened. We have the athletic commission that oversees boxing, MMA, Muay Thai, um, some kickboxing leagues. Why does the commission exist? What's the difference between a sanctioning body? Like what's the WBA and WBC? What's a promotion? The history of combat sports in the U.S. and parts of Europe, largely the U.K., which you're going to see as we go through this history, uh, grew alongside us. It all goes back to boxing. Before we had MMA going on and being sanctioned here in the U.S., boxing was. So everything was taken from boxing and then adapted to fit MMA. But boxing wasn't always the boxing we know today. Hell, in the 80s, there were some rules that were quite different. And if you go back to the 50s, they were even more different. And if you go back to the 20s, even more so, and so on and so forth. You go to the late 1800s, they were quite different because not everyone was fighting under the Marquess of Queensberry rules, which are the rules we fight under today. We are going to discuss those rule changes, the... London prize fighting rules, Queensberry rules, what the difference is between them, um, noteworthy fights contested under each. We're going to get into the history of black boxers, which is so instrumental to the history of combat sports. There was a time when the actual heavyweight title of the world, as it was seen, could only be held by a white man. And it wasn't until a guy named Jack Johnson came along and uh, turned everything on its head that a black man finally got the title. And it changed how the game worked. It also, uh, Johnson was quite a character. There's a lot of stories to get into there. He was, uh, he was a trailblazer. He was also a flawed man. But um, he was a hero to many for reasons we'll get into. Um. We are going to cover that and more early days of the UFC. And hopefully by the time this season is up and we get into season two, people will understand how it is we got here, what these things are, and it'll help you better shape your opinions about how to approach certain things and understand how the systems that are in place work and how we may go about changing some of those systems. If you are a fan and you're passionate and you want to see change, um, there are ways to get some things done and hopefully those things will become apparent to you and fans can go on supporting and helping grow the sports they love in meaningful ways. Cause sometimes we get our lot and we just speak it to a vacuum and that doesn't, that doesn't do what, it could if fans understood how to petition certain things. 
Uh, yeah, so how did we get here? Um, noteworthy fights. We're also going to really delve into the personal lives of some of the big sp- figures in sports and maybe better understand how they became the persons they became and how they were able to impact that change. Uh, last but not least, we'll be taking advantage of the technology available at my fingertips and I'll have segments where we get subject matter experts to call and weigh in. Um, I want to give facts more so than opinions. I mean, I have no problem giving my opinion, but I don't want to base the knowledge that I'm handing off on opinions. So as I get into these episodes, they have to be thoroughly researched, more so than interviews. Interviews are easy. They're conversations that take on a life of their own. You kind of know what you want to ask somebody. These standalone episodes are a bit different. So it's going to be quite a bit of work on my side, but I think it's going to make for a better show. And I think it'll make a more rewarding show for the fans. And I'm open to feedback. If there's anything you would like to delve into, any conversations you'd like me to have, or anything you'd really like to do a deep dive on, uh, we, I'm definitely open to it. This is all about growth and learning, so let's get there. Um, and that's basically it. This is going to be a short episode because it's more of a informative episode. I, uh, I look forward to getting this new season underway, and I thank you for returning for another season. And again, if there's anything you want to see, anything you want to hear, questions, comments, concerns, Reach out to me through the socials, all right? On that note, I hope that uh, you guys are staying safe, having a good one, and I look forward to getting the season going. All right, take care.